Jewish audio on Kaban.org. Welcome, Chapter 8 of the Laws of Shabbos. And in this chapter, he goes through some details of some of the labors. We learned in Chapter 7, we outlined all the 39 prohibited labors. And the first one was Harisha, plowing. So now he says in Aleph, If somebody plows even the slightest amount of earth, he's liable since you can plant a seed even in the tiniest hole. Even the smallest amount is called, is considered significant. So there's no minimum to plowing even though many other labors have minimums. One who weeds around the roots of trees, or he cuts off grasses, or he prunes shoots in order to beautify the land. All of these are derivatives of plowing. We learned in chapter 7, there is the primary labor, the av, and then there is the tulda, the derivative. So, acts like weeding, cutting off grass, pruning shoots, these are all forms of derivatives of plowing. Again, there's no minimum. When one does even a little tiny bit, chayab, he is liable. So also, hamashveh. One who levels a field. For example, somebody lowers a mound of earth and flattens it. A mili hagai or fills a veil, fills a pit or valley. He's also liable because of the prohibition of plowing. And the minimum is any tiny bit. So also, anybody who levels holes or cavities in the ground. And the reason is, why is it even if he does a tiny bit? Because you can plant a seed in a tiny bit of soil. Base 2... Moving on to another liability, liability number two, labor number two is v'hazriyah, when somebody plants or sows even the slightest amount, chayav, he's liable. When one prunes a tree in order that it grows, this is similar to sowing. Watering plants and trees on Shabbos. This is not a primary form of planting. This is a derivative. We learned in chapter 7 the difference between primary and derivative. Although they're both biblical, the difference kicks in when one inadvertently violates many. And there's no minimum. So also, somebody who soaks seeds of wheat or seeds of barley. 
in the water in water this is a derivative of planting because it could grow and he is liable even the slightest amount I would imagine the reason is because it can grow that's my guess okay three gimel Hakeitzer. Now we come to reaping. Hakeitzer kigregeris, one who reaps even the amount, the volume of a dried fig. Chayav is liable. And reaping is important because it provides food for us to eat. Since an amount smaller than a dried fig is not considered a significant measure of food, then one is not held liable for reaping until one reaps that minimum amount of a dried fig, which could satiate to some extent. The teleish, plucking fruit, teledes keitzeru, it's a derivative of reaping. Plucking is by hand. The cholo ekadavar migidulei, anyone who removes any produce from its point of growth, Chayav Mishum Ketzer, is liable because it is reaping. Lefikal, therefore, Tzerer She'olo Be'asovim, even if there's grass growing on a rock, sometimes you see grass that grows on a rock, Uchshus She'olo Besne, or parasite plants which grow on shrubs, Sometimes grass grows on a barrel. Chayav is liable. That's where it grows. I think they asked Jesse James, why you rob banks? He says, that's where the money is. That's where it grows, so that's why you're liable. However, and here he uses an expression that we find used very often in halacha, if he plucks something that grows in a pot, that, in a flower pot, that does not have a hole in it, if it doesn't have a hole in it to go into the ground, so it's not really substantive. So, if somebody uproots from a flower pot without a hole in it in the bottom to connect to the earth, he's not liable. Because this is not the place of its growth. The however, a pot with a hole in it, enough for a tiny root to go through it's like the earth and somebody who plucks from that is liable it's a major violation of reaping for whenever reaping a plant causes it to grow again for example aspasta basilka Cattle grass or beets, when you pluck it, it grows more. When somebody inadvertently cuts that, he's culpable, he's guilty, he's liable for two sin offerings because he inadvertently violated two labors planting and reaping because the reaping is going to help it grow. 
Achas from Neshu Ketzer, one because he's reaping. V'achas from Neshu Nateya, one because he's planting. V'chein and simili hazemer, if somebody prunes v'hutzarech lo'etzim, he prunes the tree because he needs the branches. Chayev mishum Ketzer or mishum Nateya. Again, he's liable because he's reaping and he's planting because pruning helps grow. Gavshushis shall offer Sha'olobayasovim a lump or a clod of earth upon which grass is growing. If he lifted it up from the earth and supported it on staves, Chayev Mishum Tailish, he is liable because he uprooted. But if it was on staves, Minichalaritz and placed it on the ground, Chayev Mishum Zereya, he's planting. When figs dried out while they are on their trees, a tree which dried its fruits out, and somebody plucks these dried out fruits on Shabbos, he's culpable. Even though when it comes to purity and impurity, we say they are as if they're already disconnected, because that's purity and impurity, but this is the laws of Shabbos. The laws of Shabbos are different. Hey, five, Hatelish Ulshin, someone who uproots chicory. Hamizoreid Zrodin, or somebody who prunes moist shoots. This is usually used as fodder for animals. However, sometimes they're for human beings. If it's for eating for humans, then its minimum amount is the measure of a dried fig, talked about before. But if it's for an animal, then it's, the minimum is that it should be enough in measure for the amount necessary to fill the mouth of a young baby goat, which seemed to be slightly less than the dried fig. But if he's using it for heating, kindling, then the minimum amount is a cooked egg, 1.94 ounces, I believe. That's the kibetza. What it would take to, to cook an average egg, how much heating fuel it would take to cut this egg, to, to cook this egg. Ha-ma'amer acholin. Somebody who bundles food if to each its minimum is the, the dried fig. Again, if it's for the animal, it's like that which it takes to fill the mouth of the young goat. Whenever we talk about an egg, he baits a bain the shatanagel. It's an average egg. You know, you go to a store to buy eggs. You have jumbo eggs, large eggs, medium eggs. It's a medium egg of a chicken. 
Whenever it says, again, which is the 1.94 ounces, according to the Merkis Chumash. Whenever it says, in order to cook an egg, This would be the amount necessary to cook a portion of an egg the size of a dried fig. And a dried fig is one-third the size of an egg. The expression of imur, which means bundling or collecting foods, only applies to the earth's produce. Imur, bundling or connecting food, is an expression for that. Excluding salt or similar substances where that imur would not apply. Six... One who collects figs and makes a chain from them as one does with figs. Or he pierces a hole through dates and puts the string through them. A string of dates. Until they become one body. This would be a derivative of collecting sheaves. Gathering sheaves, because he's gathering dates and figs. All similar labors are similar applications. Zion. Number seven. So we covered Imur, which is the fourth labor. And now we come to the fifth labor, which is Disha threshing. Hadosh Kigregris. It's a person who threshes even an amount of grain the size of a dried fig, chayav is liable. Threshing applies only to the earth's produce. The hamaphoric, extracting produce from its shell, harehi teledes hadosh, it's a derivative of threshing. Similar speaking, similarly speaking, anything like that. Now comes an interesting thing. I mean, they're all interesting. But this is especially interesting. <laughs> if somebody milks an animal, what's he doing? What's the liability? He's liable for extracting food. Because you're extracting food, which is the milk, from the animal. So also, if somebody wounds an animal that has a hide, a skin, he's liable for extracting. Because he's extracting blood from the wound. That's if he needs the animal blood. If he's only intending to cause harm, Potter is exempt. As we learned earlier, causing harm is not a violation of Shabbos. And he's only culpable, liable, if he has enough of the blood or the milk, which is the size, minimum size of a dried fig. Now it's very important to point out that there's a whole set of laws with regard to milking animals on Shabbos. That although it's a violation, but you can't not milk the animal, because it'll be painful for the animal. So you set up with a non-Jew to milk the animal on Shabbos, if it will cause pain to the animal not to be milked. And there are many leniences 
which apply to this because of the agricultural development in Eretz Yisrael, many debates, and so on and so forth. Okay. Ches, when does this apply? Somebody wounds an animal, or a wild animal, or a bird. If somebody wounds a human being, even though he intended to harm him, he's guilty. Because when somebody is upset at somebody, and they lash out at them, and they cause a wound, they're feeling better. They got their anger out. Not a good thing. It's a bad thing. But we're saying you accomplish something. You say that wounding is destruction. Here, this destruction makes you feel good because you're angry. Because his anger was cool and it subsided. It's not a good thing, but the fact is that he benefited from it. But so he's fixing, he's approving. Even though he doesn't need the blood, but what he needs is to feel better. Nine, the eight creeping animals mentioned in the Torah. And with regard to these eight creeping animals, there are various opinions. And we have the following interpretation. The weasel, the mouse, the ferret, the hedgehog, the chameleon, the lizard, the snail, and the mole. They have skin like an animal, wild animal, domestic and bird. But other creepy, crawly things, they have no skin. Hide. Therefore, one who wounds them, potter is exempt. And whether one wounds a regular, wild, domestic animal or fowl, or one of these special eight animals. We also, when Chaburah creates a wound, we also have an Adam and blood comes from where the blood coagulates. It does not come out. Chayav is guilty. He's culpable. When somebody squeezes fruit in order to extract its juice, that's a form of extracting. There has to be a minimum of a dry date's worth. From the biblical law, it's only pressing grapes and olives. It is permissible to squeeze a cluster of grapes directly into food. Because food that comes into food, liquid that comes into food is food. It's like you are deriving food, squeezing food from into food. But if he does it into a vessel, not directly into another into other food, then it's a whole different ball game. It's considered pressing. and he's culpable. He's liable. What if somebody milks? Directly into food, or someone suckles with his mouth. Potter is exempt; he's not liable. He's only culpable, liable until he milks the animal into a container. Eleven. The next labor 
is Zaira, labor number six, Hazaira, someone who winnows, or labor number seven, Habaira, which is separating a Habaira Kigregris if he does the minimum of the size of a dry fig, Chayav is culpable. Viamachabetz. Harehu teldis beder, causing milk to curdle, is a derivative of separating. Bechein, so also. Habeder, shmorim, mitechamashkim. If somebody separates the dregs of liquid from liquid, Hareza teldis beder, this is a derivative of separating. A teldis merakev, or a derivative of sifting. Bechayev, and he's culpable. Because you have three labors on Shabbos, and they are Beirer. Beirer is, is separating, and Zria is winnowing. And Merake, Deimim, Zulazu. They are very, very similar. Then why are winnowing, separating, and sifting considered three separate labors? They should call because any labor that existed in the Mishkan in the tabernacle is considered a separate labor, and therefore sifting is considered a separate labor. Sifting is labor number nine. In chapter 7, 12, continuing in the laws of separating, if somebody separates food from that which is unwanted, the primary labor of separating is unwanted matter from food. That's the major violation. Here, he's doing the opposite. Food from that which is unwanted. Or the two foods before him. And he separates, he takes one food from the other. If it's If he does using, it as, using a sifter or a strainer, then he's liable. But becoming a betamche, a tray or a pot, potter, he's not liable. <clears throat> Similarly speaking, if he separates with his hand with the intent of eating immediately, mutter, that is permissible to begin with. Okay, 13. The major violation here is separating unwanted matter from food, unwanted matter from food. Even if he only does it with one hand, or even if he does it with his hand, Chayov, he's liable. A person who separates turmus beans from their shucks is liable. Because the shucks sweeten them when they are cooked together. So it's like he takes something unwanted 
from wanted, from food, and he's culpable. If somebody separates food from unwanted things to put it away, even for that day, that would be like he separates for the purpose of storage. And that's not good. And he's culpable. If he has two mixed foods together, he can take one from the other, set it aside to eat immediately. That's fine. But if he set it aside to eat at a later time, even later that day, for example, he separated it, food from food, in the morning. To eat it, for for as Alfredo here says, for chalachudas. Chayev, he's liable and culpable. Yudalit 14, Hamisham Yayin, a shemen, a mayim, vechein sharamashkin, bimishameresholohen. If a person filters the dregs from wine, oil, water, or other liquids using a utensil appropriate for this purpose. Chayav is culpable, he's liable, kigregris. As long as he does the minimum amount of a dried fig. But a person can filter wine that has, does not have dregs, a mayam tzulam or clear water, with a handkerchief, or with an Egyptian basket, in order to make it clearer. Or you could pour water over wine dregs so it becomes clear. Or he can place a raw egg over a mustard strainer so that it becomes clear. When one mixed mustard before Shabbos, tomorrow he can stir it with a uten- by hand or with a utensil in order to eat it. Similarly, wine, which is in the process of being fermented, as long as he's holding it, he can pour out of the barrel the wine with the dregs over handkerchiefs, because the dregs have not been thoroughly separated from the wine, and the wine is all one. But the same applies to the mustard or anything similar. Okay, now we come to grinding number eight. The violation number eight as enumerated in chapter seven. One who grinds the minimum size of a dried fig, Chayav is liable. Similarly speaking, somebody who crushes spices or herbs in a mortar. It's also a form of grinding. is culpable. If somebody cuts a vegetable into very small pieces, this is a derivative of teichen, of grinding. So also, a person who saws wood in order to benefit from the sawdust, or someone who files a piece of metal, 
because he wants to powder Chayev Mishiyoshev Kolshu. He's liable as soon as he does even the slightest amount. But if somebody cuts wood, chips wood, he's not liable until he produces enough chips to cook the egg the size of a dried fig because he has to be able to utilize because his intention is to use the wood for kindling. He has to have enough to cook the egg as we talked earlier. Tezayin 16. Now we come to Mirakeid. That's number nine, harkoda sifting. If a person who sifts an amount of flour the size of a dried fig, chayav is culpable. Halosh, if somebody needs dough, the size of a dried fig, chayav. And that's number ten, lisha, needing, K-N-E-A-D-I-N-G. Now he says here, mixing earth for use as cement. How does it tell this law? It's a derivative of kneading. What's the minimum? The minimum is to make a crucible for a goldsmith. Because that's what goldsmiths use. As explained later in chapter 18. The the activity of gibel, which is mixing cement, cannot be performed with ash or bechel agas or coarse sand, v'le b'morsen or bran, v'le b'kayetzibohan or anything similar. V'aneisen zera shumshimin, a zera pishtin, or kayetzibohan a person who places sesame seeds or flax seeds or anything similar in water. Chayov mishumlosh is liable because he violates the, la- the labor of kneading, because they become mixed and attached to one another. End of chapter 8.